Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, number one best-selling author and co-host of the Smart Money Happy Hour uh, podcast on the Ramsey Networks. Be sure and check it out. She's my co-host today. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Fox News reporting Americans are increasingly turning to their credit cards to cover everyday expenses with debt surpassing $1 trillion for the first time at the end of June, according to the New York Federal Reserve report published today. In the three-month period from April to June, total credit card debt surged to $1.03 trillion, an increase of $45 billion, or 4.6% from the previous quarter. It marks the highest level ever on record in the Fed, dating back all the way to 2003. The rise in credit card usage and debt is particularly concerning because interest rates are astronomically high right now. Oh, horse crap. Credit card interest rates have always been astronomical high. I've been doing this show for 35 years. They've been 18 to 28% the whole time I've been on the air. No one thinks any of that's low. That's dumber than a rock. All right, the average credit card annual percentage rate or APR hit a record of 20.33%, now, according to bank rate, and that goes back to 1985. The previous record was 19% in July of 91. See, there's my rest of my point. I came on the air in 1994 or 1992. I'm sorry. And so, yeah, the interest rates have always been at the screw you level on credit cards. Okay. Let's just be straight. If people are carrying debt to compensate for steeper prices, they could end up paying more items in the long run. For instance, if you owe, no kidding. If you owe $5,000 and you pay 28% on it, it's going to be a lot of money. We don't need an article to figure that one out. $1 trillion in credit card debt is staggering. Well, yeah, that's true. Guys, I got to tell y'all, this is the dumbest thing I've seen, and I don't know when. How long does it take people to figure out that these pieces of plastic called credit cards are not there for you? How long does it take to figure out that, oh, here's Bank of America. Let's do an on-air plastic surgery right now. We're just going to start chopping up cards. Just bank go. of America. That's two good things to get rid of, credit card and Bank of America. Both stupid. Here's another Platinum Bank of America. We'll get rid of that one, too. Chase. Chase this, okay? Here's Home Depot. They take cash, by the way. You don't need this countrywide. They're broke. Okay. Oh, my God. There's another Bank of America. We must collect Bank of America old cards around here. <sighs> these people uh just time to Platinum. stop Plat it is time for a plastectomy america a trillion dollars in credit card debt i'm getting airline miles no you're not you're in debt you're in debt a trillion dollars when you do it with the student loans we call it an epic pandemic crisis when we do it with credit cards it's on the third page of fox's website it's a trillion dollars of you buying crap you can't afford with money you don't have to impress people you don't even really like. Maybe you should stop that. I don't know. We've been doing this for 30 years. I, I, oh, yeah. I feel like we're not getting anywhere. <laughs> the, the 
progress. It's not really showing up, Dave. Not, not really showing up. We're not up. really moving no, the needle on America. Because what I think has happened is I think it's two things. I think the the credit card, the game is a very real thing. And people say, well, if I'm going to buy gas, might as well put it on my credit card so I can get cash back. If I'm going to be buying this anyways, might as well put it on the credit card to get the airline miles. But it's kind of a Dr. There, Phil thing. So how's that working yeah, for you? It's living in that cycle. And then there's a there's a real truth that people are using those to pay for for food and to pay no for no, stuff. no 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 yes they have the money for food they're using these because they don't want to cut off Netflix they're using these because they want to go on vacation and they're broke that's why they're using them it's the same reason they've always been using them a hundred percent yes you, you don't you cannot make an economic case that people are actually have to have a credit card for survival today. That's just not true. It's not, they, in their brains they keep saying. Well, that's this, what I was going to say. But though, the mathematical when you look facts at, don't when back you it look up. At, when you look at their budget and you look at what's going on and what they make and what rent, I mean, everything in it, it is. It, it what's hard is I'm like the math. It is tight. It is hard. But what happens is is the standard of living that we're all yep, yep. expected to live yep. causes these things to have to be a necessity in order to live that standard of living. Mm-hmm. And so to cut. To cut that down. Well, that down. means the average American's living is stupid as their own Congress is living. Well, that they just keep spending well, and spending and spending dollars. like there's no tomorrow, like there's no reckoning for this level of debt. You keep running up. You got a trillion dollars. You got one point seven trillion in student loan debt. You got to now have a trillion in credit card debt, and then you can't figure out why the average American can't seem to get ahead. Well, I think I figured it out. Uh, they're giving it all the stinking banks. That's why they got no money. You work your butt off your whole life, and you give all your money to a stupid bank. And that's why you got no money. It's not a real hard formula. No, and I think think the perspective has to be, and the mindset shift has to be, that if you are someone listening, and you're like, yeah, I know, but we're paycheck to, like, we're we're not, like, doing extravagant stuff. We're just making the, we're just living life. And, And so the no debt philosophy, even with credit cards, even with credit cards, is to say, okay, what, like, have a pretend scenario, pretend budget where you said, we cannot borrow anything. We have to use the money that hits our account. Yeah. Then you, that's how you build your life. You're right. But what happens is, is we build our life around. And, and, and then you to refuse to change it to adjust for the right. variables. And that's what's hard with the student loan yeah. payments coming back in October. You're you guys, about in to a get few months, hammered. You're, it's, you there's going to be another ready. huge expense in the budget. We're going to act like we're surprised. Student loans came back. Hey, Christmas is always in December. They don't move it. And the student loans are coming in October. We've been telling you this. So okay? I'm just saying there's a there's going to be a, a level of pain that, that a lot of people are going to start to feel even more when, in, in order the next to be, few months. You know what these are? These are plastic denial. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in denial that I have to deal with my crap. Yes. And so I'm going to put it on a credit card and act like nothing changed. Well, stuff changed, Bubba. Yep. yep. And these people, this is not sophisticated. This is straight up stupid. These companies are screwing you, and you're signing up for the trip. You're asking for it, and you're getting hammered at 18 to 28%, and you wonder why you make $100,000 a year and have no money because you signed up for a stupid trip on the stupid cruise, and it's called the plastic cruise. It's out of control, you guys. They have lulled you to sleep. They've made you believe you have to have one of these stupid things to exist. Don't leave home without it. Well, guess what? Daniel Boone left home without it. He made it okay. 
All right? You can make it without these stupid things. Get you a debit card. Pay cash for it. Get control of your life. Get some autonomy from these banks. They own your butt, and you gave them the deed. Don't give them the deed to your butt. They own you. This is The Ramsey Show. With more frequency than you know, I get calls and emails from people dealing with the recent loss of a spouse or a parent. You can hear the struggle and the heartache they've been experiencing. And at a time they should be grieving, what breaks my heart the most is the strain and tension they're going through because of money, especially when it's a situation that could have been avoided. If you have a family, it is your responsibility to have term life insurance. It is one of the things you do to show you care. And yes, this is an ad for Xander Insurance. But since this is one of the most effective ways I have to get my point across, so be it. For over 25 years, I've been telling you about the importance of term life insurance and protecting your family. Listen, you need to check out Xander.com or call them at 800-356-4282. I can't say it enough. Protect your family. It's what you're supposed to do. Go to Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. Thank you for joining us, America. We appreciate you being here. This is The Ramsey Show. I'm your host, Dave Ramsey. Rachel Cruz is my co-host today. Hey, if you want to help us out, we would appreciate it. You are our marketing budget. Yep, you. Uh, if you'll follow the show, click follow, click subscribe, whether you're YouTubing or you're podcasting, or if you're listening on talk radio, tell people where you listen, spread the word, your local talk radio station. There's 680 stations carrying the show out there right now. If you're watching on TBN, tell people that wherever you're catching us, just let share about it. I'll leave a five-star review, click a follow, click a subscribe. Every time you do that, it helps us a bunch. And we know you're doing it, and we know there's a bunch of new people because you're doing that. Thank you. The other day, we hit number 12 in the world on Apple Podcast. There's 4.2 million podcasts on Apple, and we're number 12 uh, because of you guys. And that's important because they put them up there in two rows of six, so we barely make the corner. Number 13, you don't see it. You see number 12 over there, and it helps us because people will listen that way that never listened before, and you, they just never know what they're going to get when they listen here. So Hopefully check, get hope. Hopefully you know? get yeah. some hope mm-hmm. and some instruction and some mm-hmm. aspiration and some motivation and all that kind of stuff. So check it out. Hey, speaking of hope, uh, Dr. John Deloney has a new book out called Building a Non-Anxious Life. He's one of our Ramsey personalities here. He's got a great podcast, and he's on the, this show quite often as a co-host as well. Uh, the book is uh, $20 on how to get rid of your anxiety, really, is what it amounts to. How do you build a life that um, doesn't eliminate anxiety but lowers it greatly? And, uh, well, you kind of get your arms around it, literally. So it's $20. The book comes out October the 3rd. We're in pre-sale right now. So you can get the book for 20 bucks, and because it's in pre-sale, if you buy it now, we will give you an extra $75 in bonus items, including the ebook and the audio book, including one of his talks uh, that he did recently that is very good. So be sure you check this out. Get it all at RamseySolutions.com slash store. Dr. John Deloney's new book, Building a Non-Anxious Life. Alex is next. Alex is in Boston. Hey, Alex, what's up? Hi, Dave and Rachel. Thanks for taking my call. Our pleasure. How can we help? Great. Well, Dave, I've heard you. Uh, well, let me start. I'm 38. My fiance is 32. We're getting married in two months from now. Congratulations. Congrats. Thank you so much. 
Uh, and I've heard you give kind of a rundown uh, with some callers on their uh, assessing their finances and their ability to afford a home, which we'd like to do hopefully in the next, say, 12 to 18 months or so. Great. Good plan. Great. So I guess I have been unknowingly uh, kind of working your steps for a while now. Uh, I've lived kind of like a grad student for the last 10 years since taking my first job and uh, just kind of slowly getting my fiance on board with living below means and less online ordering and kind of getting a handle on our finances. Um, And so, yeah, I'd like to kind of just get your thoughts on our readiness within that time frame. Okay, so I mean, really, it's going to depend on where you guys are, you know, debt-wise, savings-wise, um, and what houses are in the area that you guys can afford. So, when you guys get sure. married and everything is combined, how much debt will you guys have? So, we have no debt, no student loan debt. Uh, we would have some potential debt if uh, if my wife was to uh, not work at her job, then her car payment would become her own. Um, but that's our only, debt. no, that's not how that works. Do they furnish her a car or do they give her a car allowance? Uh, they give her a car allowance. Okay. She has car debt because if you lose the job, you, you're in car debt. The car is in her name. The debt is in her name. She's got car debt. You get the car allowance, whether you have a car payment or not. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, we that's, have, that's straight up. That's debt. a straight up liability, dude. That's got to be cleared. How much does she owe on her car? 34000 Holy moly. Okay. What do you guys make? Uh, we're both making pretty equal money, right? Just below $150,000 each. Okay, good. Three That's thousand. good. Okay. So you can clear this off real fast. Yeah. And will that be it, Alex? No credit card debt, personal loans, anything? No, that's our only debt. Okay, awesome. And then how much will you guys have in savings, just in liquid cash? If you combine, so I don't keep a lot of cash on hand. Uh, I have about twenty-five thousand dollars in cash. Okay. Um, Where's the rest of it? Saving um, in ETFs and retirement accounts. How much in non-retirement do you have? Uh, Three hundred and fifty-five thousand. Well done, sir. Good job. Well done. So when you get married, when you come home from the honeymoon, ride check, pay off her car if she doesn't already have the money to do it before then. Okay. That's step one. Step two is allocate an emergency fund of three to six months of expenses mm-hmm. uh, out of something. Just say earmark that that fund right there. It could be there. the $25,000. That, that, that can be our yeah. 25000 That can be whatever your, your emergency fund is. And then everything else I would throw at your down payment. So you've got a healthy down payment. Mm-hmm. Non-retirement all goes at the down payment. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Okay. And you're, well, you're, you're I, almost going to have I'm, a house paid off. I mean, what price range home would you buy? Well, we live in a very high cost of living area. Yes, you and do. The, really the only neighborhoods that you would want to buy in here. Um, kind of the entry level homes there are 750 and above. Yeah, that's probably right. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. And you got, so you're going to um, have what? 300 grand to put down, give or take. Well, she has money too. Oh, how much uh, has she got? So probably I have, I'd say a net worth with retirement and, and brokerage of around 625 K. Yeah. Um, and she has combined worth of around 350. 
Okay, but we're using only non-retirement. What's we would non-retirement not use retirement for, for how much non-retirement she, cash can she get a hold of? She has eighty k. Okay, and you got three hundred and some change, and we got to clear up a car loan, and we got to have an emergency fund, and so you're going to put down, you know, four hundred k, give or take, on a seven hundred thousand dollars house. You make three hundred. You're going to pay off your house really fast. <laughs> That's cool. I, I guess I from I'm from the Midwest where you know houses cost two hundred thousand dollars, and the idea of yeah, but you don't live there. Having a uh, the idea of just crawling to a bank and and owing the bank five hundred grand or something is just kind of a lot to undertake. Well, I, I mean, if you buy seven hundred and you put down four hundred, you only have a three fifty and you make three hundred. So you're going to knock that out in what three years or four years, and you'll have it free and clear. And you're young, rich people then with paid for everything. Oh, my gosh. Your net worth will be over a million dollars. Easy. What's causing you to, to be hesitant, Alex? Uh, you don't want to go all I've in never, on a house? Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've been, you know, saving slowly, investing every check. Are you renting more. now? Yes. Okay. Well, if you want to rent, you can rent. It's a bad long-term play because the 100% of the time rents go up. And so it's a bad long term. Believe me, but, I know. I've but short term, <laughs> yeah. But, but I mean, short term, if you guys want to rest a little bit and pile up a big old pile of cash and pay cash for the house, and you want to take two or three years and do that, I'm okay if you want to go that way. You'll so, be okay. So Just don't don't be don't be a renter for ten years. I mean, it's not. It's yeah, not gonna y'all be good. Have, y'all y'all are in a better situation than that. So go ahead and get the equity and yeah, start looking at home ownership because you guys I, are in that position. Fair enough. I don't borrow money. Um. And, and so if I were in your shoes, we'd be just continuing. We would knock the car out. We build the emergency fund. We take the 300 and the 80 and put them together. And we'd say, all right, we're going to chunk everything on here. A couple hundred a year. We're going to live on a hundred, make 300. And, um, you know, pretty quick, I'm going to pay cash for a house. Cause I don't borrow money for anything ever. And that's how Sharon and I yeah. would have to do it because that's the only way we do it. If you want to be that guy, that's completely freakish and wonderful. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's going to get you richer even faster, yeah. actually. But I, it's hard to talk people into doing that. So I didn't think I was, I didn't go there. Yeah. But, you know, you called out, you know, you called Alex to ask about, you know, are we in a position to buy a house? And the answer is yes. I mean, yes. you guys are in an incredible position. You've done the hard work. Yes. So now the back half of owning the home is going to be like, oh, yeah, we'll just pay it off in a really short period of time. Yeah. And then you guys have your income and it's just yours at and that point. I mean, Boston, it's pretty incredible. Boston single family residence in a good neighborhood is a better investment than a utf okay you're gonna make more money on it so it's not a bad investment this is the ramsey show rachel cruz ramsey personality is my co-host today if you're in the nashville area come and visit us we're just south in franklin tennessee Our lobby is open, and we do this show live on the glass from 1 to 4 Central Time every day, Monday through Friday, three hours of broadcast. And uh, usually there's 50 to 200 folks hanging out and watching the show. It's completely free, and uh, as is the uh, wonderful coffee and the homemade chocolate chip cookies. The other thing that happens here in the lobby is we have this little stage called the Debt-Free stage and on that stage right now is maggie and patrick hey guys how are you good how are you welcome welcome good to have you where do you guys live annapolis maryland all right and you're all the way to nashville to do a debt-free scream how much have you paid off 
$91,320. No, can you say that? $91,322. Yes. I love it. All right. And how long did this take? 13 months. Good. Wow. And your range of income during that time? Um, we started right around 135 and then um, 145 Cool. What do y'all do for a living? I'm a math coach mm-hmm. in elementary school, work mm-hmm. with teachers, find fun ways to teach math all day long. It's a good time. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's a good gig. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm home with the kids, and then I also own a photography business, um, and that was kind of a big um, part of the story as well as to how we um, got our income shovel up and um, yeah. used the, my business to really get started. Good. What kind of debt was the 91000 Mostly student loans. Mostly mm-hmm. student loans. That I'm loans. not using. <laughs> we had small. We had small credit card debts. Mm-hmm. Um, we had to purchase like a new water softener system for our house. Mm-hmm. When that went out, we mm-hmm. had to get a brand new HVAC system. So we had sm- yeah. lots of small little things, and they do. They just pile up on you, mm-hmm. and we just wanted to do something about it and get how rid long, of them. How long have you guys been married? Uh, it'll be 10 years this in September. September. <laughs> so you were kind of going along pretty normal, mm-hmm. and then something happened. What what changed the story? Um, so <laughs> I I remember having, so we had um, our second child and just feeling like, you know, why do we have, like, no extra money to, like, enjoy life, go out to dinner, or it just felt like we were always just so, like, tight with money. Mm-hmm. Um, and... I heard about you. I think at, at the time I thought we only had like fifty thousand dollars in debt because mm-hmm. all I was thinking about was my student loans. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was talking to some friends, and they're like, "Have you heard of Dave Ramsey?" This was probably like seven years ago. Um, and I looked you up on Google, and I immediately was like, "Oh my gosh, we have to do this!" And I kind of like shoved <laughs> it down his throat, and he was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, whoa. you know, like <laughs> slow down." <laughs> um, so, needless to say, we didn't really get started right away. I think we kind of like sat on it for a while, and like um, then in uh, 2020, we really decided to to start doing it. COVID was a wake up. Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think it was just, yeah, I think we had more time to like actually talk about like what do we want for our future and, um, you know, like a lot of people say, you're not going out to eat anyway. So it was kind of a, you know, the right time to get started. Um, So we started in 2020 and then, so Dave, I actually called uh, about a year ago, I called into the show. um, We were contemplating on whether or not we should sell our car to really like get some momentum. Um, and I explained to you uh, that, you know, we had been chipping away, but um, we, even though we got started in 2020, um, at the end of that year, we had our third child mm-hmm. and he was just, he had a lot of health issues when he was a baby. Um, so that following year, 2021, I mean, we completely like fell off the wagon. We were mm-hmm. like, you know, Dave who, we were just like back to like normal life, not budgeting, just really just surviving. Um, because like I said, it was just a really tough year. Yeah. Um, and when I called and asked you about it, you were just very, um, encouraging, you know, you, you were so kind and compassionate and you said, you know, you've been through the ringer, but now it's time for you guys to like get back on and you've got this. And that was just really like what I, what we needed to hear, um, Mm -hmm. in order to, to get this done. So, so step back into the saddle and finish. Yep. 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 And it feels surreal to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Cause 13 years ago, I mean, yeah, for, for a solid year. You guys were doing it. So what was the hardest part of 
the past year because you guys were in and out of the plan mm-hmm. a little bit, mm-hmm. but doing it consistently for for a solid year. Yep. What was the thing that was like? Oh my gosh, this is this is difficult. Just the the small little achievements that we were making. Um, I think she called. I think you actually said we had eighty something thousand dollars of debt at that point. I think you said. There's no need to sell your car. We only owed 10 grand on it. It'll eventually go away. Um, we did sell the car, then we were down to 70. And then I had student loans and we were just paying off just the small amounts at a time. Mm-hmm. I think we were done with Home Depot and we were done with the, you know, the airline tickets like the previous caller <laughs> said about an hour ago. Um, so we were, we were down to like two big chunks of money. And we just kind of, you know, we went back and forth um, with the with the housing market at where it's at, where it is right now. We need a bigger house, and we want to switch the kids into a different school district. So we did. So we bit the bullet and we sold our house Whoa. and we paid off Maggie's student loans. We paid off my student Whoa. loans. It was a really hard decision. We really did think about it like so many. We went back and forth so much. Like, do we just stay here and take another year to finish paying all this off? Or do we just sell? And um, the Annapolis market is still really hot. Um, mm-hmm. We listed on Friday and then we were under contract on Sunday for oh $50,000 over asking. Wow. So we're like, okay, this was obviously the right decision. I mean, it, it is hard and moving is painful. Just It's just stressful. But we're in the school district that we want to be in now. And um, we just signed for a, um, a two-year lease um, Good. To, to pay to save up more good yeah. for you guys yeah, and then you can, you can use that time to get ready to purchase again yeah, yeah in the right district and, yeah. and in the meantime you're clear yeah well done thank oh, you does it feel as good as you were imagining feels fantastic <laughs> i know that she started this and just along the way every time you know she got out her little app and she swiped up and we said okay that's gone that's gone that's gone and then we did her huge sorry her huge student loan payment that <laughs> was, was like forty eight thousand dollars yeah but that was gone and we still have you know a big chunk of money to put down on our future house but we do we really want the bigger house and we just need a little bit more to save up and we know yeah. we can do it and so. we want to do it the right way i mean in a lot of ways it's kind of like we're starting over you know mm-hmm. um we made a huge mess we cleaned it up and mm. you know we are we're starting this new journey um with so much more knowledge and um and now we have like goals you know and we just never used to talk about it we never could really envision you know what what the future was going to look like and now it's like all we do we can actually like dream and we can set goals and achieve them and um it's called hope yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Okay, tell me about your photography business because you said that was a big part of yeah. getting some of this debt paid off. Yeah, so I was pretty much just like staying at home with the kids and I worked like a little like part-time two-day-a-week job and it just wasn't bringing in any money and I had always done photography like as a hobby. And so I'm like, well, you know, maybe I'll start like a Facebook page or I'll make like a little website and see where it goes. Um, and it completely exploded. It turns wow. out I'm not bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I do weddings. Um, I have a studio where I um, do like newborns and everything. Yes. Um, so yeah, it's been it's been so amazing and just way more successful than I ever could have imagined. That's so fun. Yeah. That's so great. And then added to the to the journey of of helping helping pay off the debt. Yeah. 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 Congratulations, you guys. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now that you're completely free, was it worth it? 
Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. And people, I think, you know, when we talk about it with, you know, our friends, I think people just can't really understand like, wow, you would sell your house to get out of debt. And it's like, when you want something that bad, Mm -hmm. you know, you'll, you'll make it happen. Um, The inner peace is just it's well, priceless. And, oh, by the way, you're making a move you need to make anyway. Yeah. So, exactly. I mean, it's, it's exactly. Not, it's not, there's nothing unintelligent about this at all. It's yeah. very wise. Thank very you. wise all the way around. Way to go, you guys. So Thank great, you, you guys. Congratulations. Yeah. Hey, Thank we got you. the Live and Give box for you, the Baby Steps Millionaires book, Total Money Makeover book, and the Financial Peace membership. You guys are impressive. Way to go, heroes. Thank you. We're yeah. proud of you. 91000 paid off in 13 months, <laughs> including the sale of the car and the house. 135 to 145 income. Maggie and Patrick from Annapolis, Maryland. Count it down. Let's hear a debt-free scream. Three, Three two, two, one. one. We're, We're debt-free. debt-free. <laughs> yeah. told you you could do it this is the ramsey show our scripture of the day philippians 4 13 i can do all things through christ who strengthens me mary Kay ash said aerodynamically the bumblebee shouldn't be able to fly but the bumblebee doesn't know it so it goes on flying anyway <laughs> Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. Brad is in Lexington. Hey, Brad, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Hey, how's it going? Better than we deserve, brother. How can we help? So I am a 32-year-old pharmacist, and I have $50,000 in a checking account, uh, $21,000 in a money market account, and $27,000 in a Roth IRA in vanguard total market mutual fund um so i had a large amount of cash saved up and about a year ago i found some land in a prime location to put a pharmacy so i bought it cash um and i was ready to go i was approved for the construction loan and then about seven months ago i got diagnosed with cancer mm, and so sorry mm. well, that's okay mm. and how you doing I'm beating it now I, i'm i'm in remission now oh, good good but it wiped out a lot of my savings. So what I said earlier is all I've got. Um, I've got $187,000 in student loans for my doctorate degree. And I'm approved for a $500,000 construction loan for the pharmacy. And I have a $300,000 line of credit to fund it until it's profitable. I was just wanting to get an honest opinion of my financial situation and see what you guys think I should do. And Brad, well, you've you've been through... You've been through a lot, and how much? Um, you said you bought the land before the diagnosis. How much yeah. was? How much is the land? I paid fifty thousand dollars for it. Okay. And then I did about seventy thousand dollars of work to the land. Okay. Um. Well, I don't borrow money, and I don't teach people to borrow money. And every time you borrow money, you increase risk. You have $187,000 in debt, and you're talking about going another $300,000 in debt. You're going to end up a million dollars in the hole running a pharmacy. That does not sound like a probability of success to me. That sounds like an accident looking for a place to happen. Uh, It sounds like a dream that could end up being more of a nightmare. And I'm not a dream killer, but I love killing nightmares. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, I, I I want you, I want you to live this dream in some way, but I would 
beg you to do it in a mm-hmm. way that involves a lot less risk than what you've got today. What you're describing. How today. much are you? How much are you making now, Brad? At your job, um, one hundred seventy thousand. One seventy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I would I would uh, sell the land and I would pay off the debt, the student loan debt, and then I would begin to save and uh, think about how I'm going to open a pharmacy for the least amount that doesn't involve a building. In other words, here, here, what you described to me is about 70% real estate and about 30% business. You could go find a closed Walgreens and rent it from that landlord and with no real estate cost, move in it and start a pharmacy for a bazillion dollars less than you're talking about. But you're doing more of a real estate deal here than you are a pharmacy deal. Yeah, well... The issue was the place that I found is a dream location. I have yeah, and it's also a nightmare location. Yeah, um, because the risk you're—I mean, the cash flow bind you're putting yourself in from day one means you have to move a lot of pharmaceuticals, man. <laughs> That's a lot yeah. of little pills uh, to pay that bill. I mean, wow. Uh, I I I. From a business perspective, I think you're asking for trouble. But again, I love helping people live their dreams. If I were in your shoes, I would want to own my own thing too. Uh, I've always run and owned my own business just about my whole life, and so I, I, I'm 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 right there with you on that. But the it's not the what, it's the how that's bothering me. So no, I would not do the deal the way you've outlined it. I think you're asking for trouble. Yeah. I think you're going to get in a bind, and I think you're going to be stressed out, and it's going to take you a decade to get your way through this and i don't want that for you i think you can sell this land and real quickly pay be 100 debt free making 170 then you can start piling up cash and i would find a building that is not a dream location that i can rent and and rent let someone else bear the real estate costs and i'd start my business in a rented building uh for a tenth of what you're talking about spending yeah and brad there's always Uh, my red flag always goes up when people use language and you kind of used it in this call of like, it's the dream location. It's the only thing when there starts to be no options and it's like, well, this is the only thing I can do. It pins you in a corner to make you feel like this is the only thing I can do, whether the math makes sense or not. It's the only option and And it's not, it's not true. And so you have to expand your options because options are going to be able, you're going to be able to lower the emotion of the dream location to see, okay, what actually is making sense here. And so don't pin yourself in such a small, narrow path of this one thing, even though I get it, right? I mean, like there's dream locations everywhere. Like we, we all know but that. Here, here, but and here's the thing. Let's do this. Let's, let's take it a step further, okay? Because here's what we did at Ramsey, all right? We start small and then we move up with cash and we move up with cash. And we, we, yeah. we you know, we're in a uh, 500,000 square foot office building right here. I mean, that's paid for. Um, We certainly didn't start there. We started in a rented basement, 800 square feet, month-to-month rental. Uh, We started on a card table in my living room. Okay, so what you could do is this. You could do go my way. You could say, all right, we're going to be debt-free, and I'm going to save up 50 to 100 grand, and I'm going to open in an existing location of some kind where I can rent the building, and all I need is the pharmacy setup. I need the shelving. I need the stock, the inventory. Um, I need the licensing. I need to do that stuff. It may not be as good a location, but we're going to get started. So we're going to risk fifty to a hundred thousand dollars of cash, not of borrowed money. Get that thing working and making serious money again, 
and, and get back up to your income and then save up and pay cash for the deal that you're trying to do here yeah. or a deal like you're trying to do here. And if you want to do the dream $400,000 worth of real estate and $100,000 worth of setup, half a million dollars going in, you do that all in cash after you got already got one up and running. Because uh, you will learn so much in your first one that you pay cash for that will inform doing the second one wiser. And um, I don't know if we can stop you or not, but if we can stop you with one phone call, we would stop you for your own good. I, it doesn't affect us, but I'm begging you don't do that deal. It, it is so full of holes, mm-hmm. so full of risk that you don't see. And, um, I I want you to have a wonderful life. I want you to own your own business, but I do not want it to own you. And you are getting ready to be shackled hands and feet when you sign up for all this stuff. And it doesn't feel like it's a risk for you because all you can see is the upside because all of us that want to own our own business are optimists. We're all glass half full people and that's how our brains work. So I'm happy for your cancer uh, remission. Yes. Happy that you're getting the other side of that. I'm thrilled for you. Thrilled that you've got a wonderful career, making really good money. Now clean up your student loan mess. Build a basis of life on a foundation where everything's you know more grown up and it's less fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's a good rule of thumb too for people starting anything. Start small. You yeah. start small because your your mistakes are going to be smaller. Your learnings are going to, like, you're going to be able to, you know, it's not these big fatal mistakes. If you are starting something at the pinnacle, which is a little bit, Brad, it's kind of what you're saying. It's like, I'm taking out $300,000. I'm going to do a construction loan, build my own. I mean, you're doing the big thing. And for some reason, if it doesn't start work, you know, if it's not working or there's mistakes to be made, those are magnified because of the scale at which you're choosing to do it. So Starting small on anything is is. I'll just tell you, I built. So I have built so from the ground up hundreds of millions of dollars in real estate, hundreds of millions in homes, in commercial buildings, in the buildings that we're in on this campus. One hundred percent of the buildings we built, if we were doing them over, we'd do them different. Yeah, and they end up being expensive. I mean, like you know what I mean? Like there's just so and much that in that 100%, process. One hundred percent, you have unseen expenses that catch yes. you off guard. 100% of business does not work the way you think it's going to. A hundred out of a hundred times. You just count on it. And that, that's what goes with this territory. Hey, man, thanks for the call. Hope it goes well for you. That puts this hour of the Ramsey Show in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.